coming up on Transformers University, we're headed back to Europe to meet the real European heroes. It's the first Transformers team up with Action Force right now on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Transformers University. This is episode 109. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Tory Archive, this podcast, TFU News and Views podcast, and oh, so much more. Uh, you may recognize me from not being on the Hasbro PulseCon 2021 fan wall. Uh, I guess that's a story for another day, but the, the short answer there is... Um, one had a little bit of a connection. Actually, it's going to be kind of a long answer. Let's throw it in here anyway. One <laughs> had had a little bit of a connection issue early on. Uh, two, uh, the timing of the event changed, uh, which did not uh, sit well with the timing for my day because three, my daughter turned three, and uh, that was her birthday. And so, with her coming back from school and wanting to do all sorts of fun things, uh, she had an amazing birthday. I have an amazing little girl. Um, because of that, uh, I was in and out of uh, the fan wall chat room. I did get to see most of the Transformers presentation, uh, and you can. T- tell by my Twitter timeline when I was on because I was live tweeting from my phone and grabbing screen caps uh, because the uh, in-house chat, uh, the the fan wall chat was just a tick ahead of the YouTube feed. But I digress. So yes, uh, they didn't put everyone who participated up on the fan wall either. I guess that's that's, uh, something for the news and views uh, rant. Uh, Maybe for next one, episode 51, we shall see. But today, we're going to talk a little bit about comics one more time we're going to head back to the uk and we're going to talk about marvel uk issue 125 and action force issues 24 through 27 now those issues are not terribly long uh at least not the parts that we need and uh if you're wondering what Action Force is, so in Europe, Action Force eventually, without going through the long, detailed history of of the uh, GI Joe brand uh, around the world, Action Force uh, was the equivalent of the U.S.'s GI Joe in the 1980s. Why Action Force and not GI Joe? Well, GI Joe basically was a term used for Americans uh, overseas, and so. Naming a bunch of uh, soldiers who were then operating in Europe, uh, G.I. Joe, uh, becomes somewhat problematic in terms of marketing and in terms of just telling an actual story. So uh, the European iteration of G.I. Joe uh, is known as Action Force. Action Force will dare Action Force Action 
Force is the codename for a highly trained rapid deployment force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against COBRA, a ruthless terrorist organization. Action for international heroes. Action Force will dare. Action Force will dare. Action Force And this is technically the first team-up of Transformers and G.I. Joe uh, in the UK fiction because, uh, as covered in a previous episode, the Marvel U.S. G.I. Joe and the Transformers, I think I'm saying that title right, uh, sometimes it's and, sometimes it's versus. I'm pretty sure it's and. Um, that series did not come out in Europe uh, and actually was done as kind of like a an Elseworlds, a what-if, uh, an alternate timeline story uh, later on in Europe. But uh, So for all intents and purposes, this, in the UK continuity, is the first time that our robots in disguise will meet the Action Force team. And it all begins in Marvel UK number 125. Uh, this one written by Simon Furman with art by Jeff Sr., uh, inks by Dave Harwood, who we last saw back in the 1987 annual. Letters by Anne Hafakri, Half a Scroll. Colors with a U by Steve White and the cover by Jeff Anderson. And the story starts under London, where a scientist named Susan Hoffman uh, in a, has a team. And they're exploring these ancient Roman sewers that are beneath the city. Now, the name Susan Hoffman and her look is actually based off of the lead singer of The Bangles, Susanna Hoffs. Now, while Susan Hoffman is walking like an Egyptian under the streets of London, they get attacked by a robot and they get buried in the rubble. Her team gets buried in the rubble and she escapes. Back at the art, Grimlock tasks Wheeljack with repairing Centurion, who we've met many times now in this continuity. Uh, Blades is sent to London to investigate uh, the robot attack. Uh, they think it might be Blaster and Goldbug having... Uh, gone AWOL from Grimlock's command as discussed earlier in our Marvel US comic episodes and we return underground to find Action Force was sent in to find Hoffman's team with Hoffman and the, the team that we have down under the sewers are Flint, Scarlet, Bazooka, Airtight and Barbecue. So this team, they encounter Blades, they think this is the robot in question, Bazooka bazooks him and Scarlet, for some reason, she's written very angry in the story. It's kind of, I don't know, off character for me. Um, it, it just doesn't read properly. And, I, and I've read the Marvel, not the entire Marvel run, but I've read bits of the Marvel US run for G.I. Joe. And uh, I know the cartoon pretty well. And yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem to fit with her personality, I guess, because she's the redhead. She's the fiery one. Um, but you know who's also a fiery blades, uh, and he gets angry and um, he starts to think about fighting back and shooting <laughs> action force, but then comes to his senses and uh, reasons with him. Uh, in the process, blades gets shot in the back, in the back by Megatron. Hey, want to help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. 
Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the alpha trion and omega prime of transforming toys. Now, back to the show. And that takes us to Action Force number 24. Now, the creative team, all the same here. So we'll just talk about the new covers as we go. And this one, uh, covered by Lee Sullivan. Uh, they recap the story uh, on the first page as Action Force runs away uh, to the surface in order to get away from the robot battle. Uh, they encounter Grimlock and Centurion on the surface, and Megatron and Grimlock fight. Flint calls in an airstrike of helicopters, but Meg shoots them down, including Wild Bill. And that'll take us to Action Force number 25. Oh boy, this title's called Going Down. And uh, <laughs> and while it does not feature Batman on the cover, it uh, does feature Wild Bill uh, falling through the sky and this one's by uh, jeff anderson and we start again with a recap and then blades emerges from underground uh, grimlock continues to fight megatron and blades rescues wild bill from here flint calls in a tank strike calls in a batch of maulers while bill arrives to tell flint to call them off and that is the end of issue 25 of Action Force. Told you, we're going through this pretty quickly because they're not terribly long. They're six-page comics, and one page is usually a recap. So we head on to Action Force number 26. Once again, we start with a recap as Megatron destroys the Maulers. Uh, the Centurion, uh, he is there, but he is frozen, remembering how Megatron nearly killed him in their last encounter. The fight between Megatron and Grimlock uh, starts to spill into a natural gas facility. And as that fight does, while Bill wants to go in and rescue Grimlock from this battle in this dangerous situation, Flint, though, decides to call in an air raid of Sky Strikers. Noticing a pattern here with Flint, are you? Because that takes us to issue number 27, because Wild Bill is not happy. He remembers serving in southeast asia so uh wild bill is a i guess a vietnam vet uh, though he is british here and not american so he um i think i read somewhere he's from hull uh so wild bill uh was doing like a um like a soldier exchange program i guess when he was serving in vietnam uh in in this uh mission in southeast asia they rescued uh six of seven uh folks but the seventh was killed in a friendly airstrike. So this is uh, kind of hitting home for Wild Bill, and he will not trade in Grimlock for killing Megatron. He turns to Centurion and yells at him, uh, trying to get him in the fight. And Blades has an idea. He airdrops Centurion into the battle and pulls Grimlock out. The Sky Strikers strike, and Megatron and Centurion both fall into the Thames River, uh, and they fall in, burning and on fire. And Blades and the Action Force team salute them. And that is the end of this 
quick little crossover between the Transformers and Action Force. General Hawk, do you read me? This is Doc at headquarters. Great news. Duke's come out of his coma. Looks like we made it. Then Doc says Duke's going to be A-OK. Before I get into my thoughts on this comic series, I'm going to pass it over to my friend Chris McLeod, a.k.a. Diagnostic 80. You might know him from his podcast, The Full Force. I've appeared on it a number of times. Chris was so kind as to record this. His memories and thoughts on the Transformers Action Force team-up. Hi there, Chris McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80 from the Full Force Podcast here, and I've been asked by my good friend Ant to give my specific thoughts about the shared story arc between the old Marvel UK Action Force and the Transformers comics Ancient Relics. In my much smaller and less experienced human form, I was a huge fan of both Action Force and Transformers properties, as most kids were of my age back in the day. Back then, comics, magazines and VHS tapes were our generation's internet. Other than the toy aisles themselves, it's where we received all information regarding these amazing brands. I was active in my comic reading, but I will say that living in a very small seaside village in the middle of nowhere, Norfolk United Kingdom, meant that getting these comics wasn't always set in stone. I say this because even though I would be in our local newsagents on a daily basis, it wouldn't always guarantee that I would get my hands on the latest Action Force comic, and I have to admit I rarely saw the Transformers ones at all. I knew they existed, and I even had a few, and wanted to read them desperately. Even ordering them wasn't reliable. Therefore, when I picked up issue number 24 of Action Force and began to read a story that seemingly came out of nowhere, I could be forgiven for thinking I'd missed an issue or two. That was all forgotten rather quickly, however, as I realised that two of my favourite toy lines and cartoons were combining in a pretty big way. I was arguably the biggest fan of Action Force in my school. Actually, scratch that. I was the biggest fan, hands down. I knew every character, their specialties, and had a huge amount of the toys and merchandise. I was also the sole person who would rent out the Action Force movie and the double feature of Captives of Cobra and Oda Cobra from our local video shop every single weekend. How would I drop the ball on this epic situation? Well, turned out the first part of this story featured in the Transformers comic number 125, and thanks to a friend at school who had that first part of the puzzle, I got to read how this all came about properly. I was pumped, and further down the road managed to pick that single Transformers issue up myself to complete the collection. Now, a lot of people bemoan the joining of these two brands and didn't enjoy the crossover in the UK comics, and to those people I say, well, have a nice day, but I loved it and I was on the edge of my seat reading the story that would culminate in the apparent, at the time, deaths of a brand new character, Centurion, and Old Time and Megatron, who were both missiled into a fireball when Centurion sacrificed himself in order to keep Megs in the line of fire and clear of everybody else. I was even inspired so much by the heroism of Centurion that I designed my own Transformer in a drawing I have to this day. Maybe I'll show that off at some point in the future. Nowadays, I spend a surprising amount of my time reading the old Action Force comics all the way through, and I always throw in Transformers issue 125 for good measure. If that isn't a testament to the quality of these awesome comics, I don't know what is. So, you know, my thoughts on this, there's a couple of weird uh, things here. Flint's job, essentially, in this entire story is to make phone calls. Um, I know he's a leader, but it's just like, it's calling the airstrike, calling the maulers, calling the helicopters. 
<laughs> just it's bizarre um I, I guess it makes sense in terms of a story but i feel like flint is meant for so much more uh and he's kind of underutilized here it's weird that they don't want to sacrifice grimlock but it's okay to sacrifice centurion um I guess, I mean, Furman has to weave Centurion in and out of the story because the U.S. issues are going to come in. And, of course, you have to keep Grimlock alive. So it's 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 an interesting trade-off. You're, you're starting to watch this. I'm, certainly, I'm starting to watch this in the context of how does Simon Furman and the team dance between the issues? Because at some point, the story has to reset to a, a place uh, that is consistent with the U.S. run. So now Megatron, who had blown himself up in the Space Bridge, is now missing under the Thames. Uh, okay. Uh, they're going to have to find a way to get him to wherever he ends up in the U.S. book. But they have time to do that now. Um, same thing for Centurion, right? We can we can destroy him and take him out of the story, and he won't matter in the U.S. issues because he doesn't exist in the U.S. issues. And if they want to bring him back in the middle somewhere, they can you know, and I'm just looking at my other notes here, and it's all things I covered. Wild Bill in Vietnam and Angry Scarlet, which just yeah, weirdly sits with me. Um, and that this exists uh, in place of the Joe and Transformers crossover we covered in the 1986 uh, year of this show. Gotta say, uh, I was a little disappointed with the series, uh, with this crossover. I mean, not that it was hyped up much. Um, it's kind of a forgettable story. Uh, not not a lot happens. And the fact that it takes place in, in Europe kind of overcomplicates uh, the G.I. Joe interaction. Uh, on the other hand, it's kind of cool seeing Blades get a feature issue and having a, a bit of a story around him because he rarely, rarely shows up in anything uh, that isn't where he's just meant to be part of Defensor. So it was... Pretty cool, just having him in the tail. Now, before I forget, if you want to catch Chris's podcast, you can pretty much find it uh, everywhere you can find this one. Uh, it's called The Full Force. It is a fantastic uh, look into uh, G.I. Joe fandom, especially now where, where G.I. Joe as a license is on fire. Um, and and it feels like Hasbro's licensing, licensing G.I. Joe Transformers to anyone that can pay for it. But that said, uh, the G.I. Joe classified line, uh, I find myself trying hard not to collect it because uh, I don't want to purchase every figure. But I do end up buying more than my fair share. Um, it's kind of like Masters of the Universe Origins, too, to some extent. Like, I'm really trying to cherry pick those lines. And if you swing on over to the Twitter, you may see some photos of my collection of those lines plus Transformers. Plus, you get to interact with me. Here's all the details. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at TFU underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username TFU info, all one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, where we post all of our podcasts plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running transforming toy archive.
And that will wrap up this episode of Transformers University. Coming up in episode 110, we're staying in Europe for a little while. And we're going to talk a little bit about 1987 and the Ladybird books in Europe in 1987. This is going to be actually pretty fun because we get books uh, with stories with the 1987 characters, which we don't normally uh, see from here on out. Uh, once the cartoon ends, right, the ancillary media starts to go away. And Ladybird is actually fairly consistent in staying around through G1. So we'll we'll have some stories uh, involving Headmasters and Target Masters and the Planet Nebulos. Uh, and we'll talk about those next time on the show. So until next time on the show, I am your host, Anthony Bercali, owner-operator, madman behind TFU.info. Until then, see ya. Thank <laughs> you.